0: Hello and welcome to Tech Buzzwords from whatis.com, the online IT encyclopedia and learning center. Mm. I'm Alex Howard, associate site editor at whatis.com. We invite you to visit whatis.com, the secret of those who always seem to know it all, and sign up for the word of the day and buzzword newsletters. Learn one new thing every day. This week, the buzzword is web texting. Traditionally, SMS messages are texted from cell phone to cell phone. That still is the overwhelming usage pattern worldwide, but that may be changing. As mobile providers have improved their websites, it has become possible for subscribers to log on and send text messages to cell phones from their online accounts. Now, companies are taking it one step further, and allowing text messages to be sent to and from an online application and a cell phone, opening up the possibilities for a new web texting trend. To learn more, I called up Gavin McComber, co-founder and executive vice president of MobileSphere, which has developed a web texting platform. MobileSphere, which originally began operations in 2001 under the Cellular LD brand name, was a pioneer in wireless international long distance. Now it provides wireless international long distance text messaging and other value added services to MBNOs, wireless carriers, voice over IP service providers, universities, enterprises, and consumers. Following is my interview with Gavin, which includes definitions for web texting and then a discussion of the trends mobile telephony markets, including challenges for adoption of SMS messaging in the U.S. and abroad. Gavin, welcome to Tech Buzzwords. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Alex loosely described web texting could be defined as two-way text messaging from the web to a telephone handset usually a cell phone and then the reverse is that about right
1: that's right it's web texting is web-based text messaging that enables two-way communications collaboration from the web to any mobile phone and back
0: and And the and back is is the key now almost everyone has a cell phone now if you don't Usually there's a reason. Why use a web browser and a PC instead of your handset?
1: Text messaging on a traditional cell phone with a, with a small keypad mm-hmm. for some people can be a little frustrating, a little cumbersome. If you're at work and you can jump onto a website that allows you to, to send a message from the web to a mobile phone and you can do it with a full QWERTY keyboard very quickly. We found that that's very appealing for
0: most people. Is it something that's just one more communication method to add to your toolkit of email, uh, voice, video, instant messaging, VOIP, or is it something more?
1: You know, I think it's unique because with text messaging, you can reach somebody almost immediately. So if I send somebody an email, they may not read that, uh, get around to replying to it for two or three days if it's over the weekend. If I send somebody a text message, it's uh, instantaneous and, and I might expect that they're going to get that message and reply to me within you know, an hour or two. That, that's I think what makes texting as popular as it is today and when you now open up web texting from, from the web, uh, you just create more points of access and, and uh, in some cases uh, an easier point of, of access.
0: Now, I usually use SMS as an adjunct to instant messaging where I actually can see if somebody is online and, and chat with them. And, and some people's phones, not many, but, but quite a bit more than it used to be now, have instant messaging as a client. Do you see that web webtext is going to be equipped with some kind of similar presence technology where you can actually see whether people are available?
1: That may be something we can add in mm-hmm. the future. Uh, right now, we don't have presence management. You know, the challenge with presence management on a mobile phone today, if you have uh, AOL or uh, MSN, Yahoo, I am on your phone, you've got to have that turned on and, and that application loaded up on your cell phone. Sure. So, many cases, you don't have it, and then maybe your phone's off, you turn it on. With text messaging, you know you're going to be able to reach somebody.
0: I find it very useful for uh, getting directions sent to me, too, or uh, movie times, etc., and Absolutely. Yeah, And Google's actually uh, opening their search up to texting information to them has made that quite uh, useful as well.
1: I, I use it all the time. Yeah, Much faster than making a 411 call.
0: Absolutely, and cheaper. That's uh, right. Actually, that leads us to the next question, though. How does web texting work? So
1: web texting works by using an application on the Internet. So we have you just log in to your account. You type a text message that has to be less than 140 characters, I believe. And then you press send. So very similar to sending a text from your cell phone. And then the text message is bridged from the Internet onto the cellular network and delivers that message to a user's mobile phone.
0: Your company has a uh, patent-pending technology that involves building more intelligent handling of messages into a soft switch platform. That's the actual back end that makes this stuff work. Uh, Can you talk a little bit more about that, including explaining what a soft switch is and how that works?
1: Well, a soft switch is a, a switch that, that actually is used more for voice uh, application. We started in voice side of the business with international calling from mobile phones. The data side of the business uh, or, or uh, text messaging side uses uh, we don't send we don't send that traffic through a switch. Uh, it does go through a, an SMS gateway and runs through our software platform.
0: The other big question that always comes up when you're talking about online applications these days has to be security. It seems like any time I expose any of my contact information, whether it's my cell phone or my home phone or my email address or even now my instant messaging handle, and certainly now my cell phone's SMS handle, too, that number, I'm actually getting spam and whatever you want to call it. Um, and there's, I guess, uh, smishing now, too, which is uh, phishing over SMS. How do you deal with security issues, and are you seeing that as a, a growing trend and an issue for uh, people building platforms like this?
1: We have a very strict privacy policy. Protect our users' data, encrypted in, in our databases, which sit in our colocation co-ific, facilities. We're very cognizant of that trend, and certainly we are very respectful of our our users' data. Spamming is becoming a, a it's become much more prevalent on, on mobile networks, and uh, we're sort of reading weekly now about carriers that are uh, either uh, suing companies for, well, I think two weeks ago Verizon sued somebody for, uh, or actually won a suit for a couple hundred thousand dollars against a, a company that was spamming over their network. So uh, we certainly don't want to see what happened in the email industry occur in the mobile industry.
0: It seems almost that inevitable that that, uh, though technologies like this that make it so much easier to send text messages could be adopted for commercial marketing, though, right? I mean, e- even though your company might be extremely respectful and great about privacy, just because of the way that data gets out, do you anticipate your cell phone being the recipient of a lot more of this stuff? And is that is that where we're going?
1: Uh, you know, I, I hope not, Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have in our uh, in our application mm-hmm. built-in privacy protection features, if you will. I mean, first of all, you can't. We have group messaging and broadcast messaging so you can't send a, a message to a bunch of users at one time. We've capped that at 10 and a lot of our customers complain and say well I have a much bigger group I'd like to send it out to uh, 4,000 people and then all of a sudden we say well you, can, you just can't do that unless they have some sort of opt-in policy that they've employed. We're not going to allow people to to just start to, serve. well first of all we don't use, we don't allow our product to be used for any commercial applications Number one and uh, number two. We're, we just we just we monitor our our customers' usage
0: pretty closely. Well, it makes sense. I was actually talking with the uh, UPS store here in uh, Cambridge about uh, the junk faxes that were such a problem in the 80s that Congress actually caught up and passed regulation against that kind of spam, and then the CAN-SPAM Act used that as a precedent. And now it seems like there's um, we're rushing very quickly towards. Needing to apply that same kind of of regulation to uh, the mobile sphere uh, if not mobile sphere itself
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no certainly you know I think the uh, we we haven't seen a lot of 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 spamming on mobile phones yet and I think that's because the industry has been watching it very closely and Mm -hmm. and when there have been instances uh, the carriers have moved quickly to shut down uh, spammers uh, you know, they can actually. Obviously, they control their own networks. They can block SMSs, uh from certain uh, uh, certain companies or uh, you know certain sources. Just just like email providers can block email from 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 certain IP addresses. So so we'll, I I think uh, I, I hope, as I said uh, a few minutes ago, I hope we don't I hope uh, we don't have the same problem that we have with email and I. I think it would be much more intrusive on a, on a wireless phone, as you as you probably agree.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it's intrusive and immediate. And uh, from the early reports of the smishing attacks where people uh, get SMSs from people they, they think that they're actually getting them from and then go, and go somewhere, which then may expose them to you know, key loggers or rootkits or whatever the site has equipped on it, it's quite an effective method because people don't expect anything malicious on their cell phones quite yet aside from security issues what about international issues uh, associated with it um, I mean certainly when I traveled abroad I found that uh, text messaging rates uh, and also blackouts uh, apply um, you know where does web texting work now does um, it work in multiple carriers multiple um, zones or even multiple countries
1: well that's a good question uh, today web texting allows you to send a, a text message from really any internet-enabled device. So anywhere you can get online worldwide, uh, you can initiate a a web text. With our service, uh, you you can uh, currently terminate uh, that text message to any mobile phone in the US or Canada. We cover just about all the major carriers uh, in in both uh, the US and Canada. And we're working to open up other markets like Europe, Western Europe, Asia, maybe eventually uh, uh, South America. But there are a lot of technical hurdles there and, and interoperability uh, constraints from you know being able to send a, a text from one carrier to another that involves different formatting. And
0: well, that actually leads uh, directly to the next question. Why are adoption rates traditionally, I know it's changing, but why are adoption rates traditionally for SMS or short message sending for the acronym out there? Uh, different in the U.S. than Europe, uh, Japan, and Korea? Uh, is it uh, the market fragmentation with the different wireless standards and protocols and companies, or is it a cultural difference? How do you see that, and, and do you see it changing? Good question,
1: yeah. I mean, today, about only about 40% of U.S. wireless subscribers send text messages from cell phones, and that number is about double in, uh, in Europe, 70 to 80% of of Western Europeans send text messages on a regular basis and I, I think part of it is uh cultural um but I think it's mostly it's it's really just uh you know the if you take Western Europe for example, Western Europe has traditionally been about eighteen months ahead of the u s when it comes to cell phone penetrations uh, cell phone usage um, et cetera so so we're we're uh we're sort of we're playing catch up a little bit here but in the last year alone SMS's SMS usage has just exploded in the US and uh we've seen incredible growth I think actually uh, uh faster growth than than even Europe western Europe saw in in you know 2004 2005 uh we've seen in 2006 and now in 2007 so we're 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 catching up very quickly and it's also In, in the U.S., it, it's also a generational phenomenon, meaning younger wireless subscribers are, tend to be heavier users. Seventy percent of teens and young adults use text messaging on a regular basis here. But that number is starting to, to even out. We're seeing uh, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s uh, start to adopt tech, text messaging and, and are starting to use it more and more frequently.
0: Well, I, I couldn't help but wonder, as you mentioned earlier, one of the the, the drivers, the reason that there's actually a, a niche for uh, web texting to come in, is that for me, at least in the nineties, using most of those phones, there's both a hardware and an interface issue, as you know, to really be able to text quickly. Are trios and Blackberries and other QWERTY equipped handsets really changing that equation? Is that does that part of what's you know, driving a lot of the email generation, as you, you term them, people say 25 to, to 40, as opposed to the, the younger kids. Um, is that what's doing it?
1: I think there's probably some impact, but probably not much, because if, if you look at the smartphone market, phones like BlackBerry's Trio's, Motorola Q's, the, the Nokias, uh, any phone that has a full QWERTY keyboard, it's a, it actually is a, is a very small uh, segment of the, of the entire cell phone market somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 to 6%. So that means 95%, 94% of Americans that have cell phones today are using uh, a smaller phone with a a, a traditional keypad, and they're triple tapping to to send a text message.
0: Software is quite important then, so the predictive analysis of what words you mean becomes quite important in terms of your... Handset choice? I, th- I think it does.
1: You look at uh, teenagers and and uh, maybe college kids, and they can text pretty quickly. If you're just starting to uh, to send text messages, it's great to start on the web, and that's why why we think uh, web texting is, is uh, so appealing for folks.
0: It might uh, save you some of those repetitive stress injuries to your thumbs, too.
1: There you go. That the BlackBerry thumb, as they call it, right?
0: Yeah, it used to be anecdotal, but now it's actually uh, really popping up. And I've heard quite a bit, not so anecdotal, too, about Japanese and Scandinavian teenagers who are getting the kinds of carpal tunnel syndrome you used to only see with 50-year-old secretaries (laughs) because they're using these things so much. Unbelievable. Uh, So web texting. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, to that point, I mean, hundreds of millions of cell phones, speaking of addicted things, we're, we're equipped with both still and video cameras last year and and were sold how do you anticipate the market for web texting changing with all those users wanting to save edit upload and share all that multimedia content should i be asking you about web mms sending yeah, next or web great, video? Yeah, yeah. great
1: question alex Great yeah. question the ability to send a photograph from the web to a user's cell phone mm-hmm. can be done today via email but if you don't have an email Whipped handset which again if you look at that smartphone market it's five to six percent so the large majority significant number of cell phones out there cannot handle email. One of the features that we are that we have in the works for 2007 is to, is to be able to send MMS or you know, file attachments with your SMS message from the web.
0: Now is that MMS then using that standard?
1: Yes, that would be exactly. Yeah. It's just slightly different than a SMS, but uh, it's using that multimedia
0: standard. Mobile Sphere, your company, is taking advantage of a market opportunity where consumers are replacing landlines with cellular handsets. And uh, to use the appropriate term, what is fixed mobile convergence and what's important about the trend?
1: No, that's exactly right. That's, that's what our company does. We, we look for opportunities that, that emerge from the migration from fixed-line mobile the more people uh, cut the cord and, and begin using their cell phone as their only phone, even begin using their cell phone to make more and more calls versus their landline if they still have one, they're going to need services uh, that cater to that
0: type of uh, usage lifestyle. Now, would you say that uh, web texting is the next step in the so-called consumerization of the enterprise following the wake of email, instant messaging, uh, voice over IP, and, uh, you know, with Skype, and other applications? There's
1: certainly some some application in the enterprise market. We've had uh, a number of enterprise customers um, approach us. And if you think about in the financial markets, um, a lot of traders use instant messaging, and uh, the, and they actually execute trades over those types of platforms. But if you're not available, if you're not on IM, if you're not in front of your PC, the ability to shoot off a web text from your PC and have somebody respond to you uh, almost immediately is desirable
0: you know, especially with the way the markets have been moving this past week <laughs> yeah yeah good point we're always trying to make sense of the uh, it alphabet soup here at, at what is and in fact we have a, a daily tech trivia question that that sends out a different acronym and explains it or in the introduction to this podcast uh, i noted that mobile spheres company description on MobileSphere.com uh, listed mvno's next to wireless carriers and enterprises is one of your target markets uh, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, what are MVNOs and how do they work?
1: Uh, MVNOs are uh, uh, and, well. The well, the acronym stands for mobile virtual network operator, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to a mobile network operator. A mobile network operator would be a, a traditional facilities-based wireless carrier, such as Singular, Verizon, uh, Sprint, Nextel, et cetera. And a, a mobile virtual network operator is a, a company that uh, leases airtime, if you will, uh, leases wireless minutes from one of the facilities-based carriers. So they don't actually own their own networks or infrastructure, and uh, they tend to be more marketing-focused. And uh, probably the largest MVNOs in, in the U.S. that some of your, your uh, listeners uh, may, may be aware of is Virgin Mobile. And uh, they, they actually lease airtime from the Sprint network. So they'd be a good example of an MVNO.
0: Well, Gavin, thanks so much for your time today.
1: Thanks, Alex. Thanks again.
0: For more about web texting, visit our definition at whatis.com and our sister site, searchmobilecomputing.com, to find related links and information about the technologies involved. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for Word of the Day and Buzzword newsletters. If there's something we missed in today's podcast or some other subject you'd like us to cover in a future episode, let us know at editor at whatis.com. I'm Alex Howard, and this was Tech Buzzwords from (laughs) whatis.com.